Thanks for checking out the Relentless Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. We're about to make things a little bit strange today because I hear that's the series that we're in, right? Yeah, no? Hey, you know, I got to let you guys know something. I, I'm kind of, um, I'm a little crazy and a little um, excited sometimes. So if I say something and I, I'm talking to you, can y'all give me like a shout back, like a hey, yeah, or like a amen, or like a yeah, yeah, something like that? So when I say, you know, hey, are we in a series called Strange? And I look at you and you say, I'll take that. Okay, we'll get there. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, guys. I'm a little bit loud. I might be a little bit obnoxious, so I apologize in advance. But I'll try to keep it toned down tonight. Is that cool? Yeah? Amen. I love it. I love it. Hey, just clap back at me, man. I love it. I love it when you participate with me. All right. This is what I want to do real quick. Mm, I feel kind of like disconnected from all you guys. So could we like bring in the chairs a little bit? Like, could y'all just kind of squeeze in here to the middle? Because we're like really heavy over here. And then we're like real light over here. So maybe just grab your chair and, and let's, let's move into the middle here. Um, honestly, I feel like I'm already getting a crick in my neck right here by looking over this direction. <laughs> so. so probably none of you, except for maybe some of the band guys and some of the leaders here, probably know anything about me. Um, but my name, I'm Trace. I'm obviously not Kellen. Uh, I'm filling in for Kellen tonight. Yes, surprised. Yeah, we do? Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah? We all look alike? Is that the thing? I love it. Okay, cool. I'll hear it. Oh, this is on a podcast? Oh. Kellen and Christy, I apologize in advance. I don't know what's about to go, what's about to happen here. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, so I've noticed something about this graphic. It's strange, and thank you, <laughs> thank you. It's strange, right? And um, I do believe strange is out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Are any of you guys familiar with the Marvel Universe? Yes? Yes, can we talk about that for a second? Like, tomorrow is like 10 years. 10 years of movies are wrapping up in a grand finale, and it's dropping tomorrow. Who's going to see Infinity Wars tomorrow? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, my goodness. Are we the only nerds in here? I guess so. Seriously, are you guys, are you guys Marvel fans or not? Nah? Yes? Yes? Oh, my goodness. What is this? That is beautiful. I need to get one for me. DC is better. Okay. Let's debate this. <laughs> is DC better? All right, I really got, you need to speak up because I don't know. Is DC better? Yes or no? All right. I think, is Marvel better? Yes or no? Okay. I like it. I feel like I'm among great company. Guys, can I, can I just tell you something real quick? I have a confession. I have a confession for you. Uh, no, no. Actually, uh, I did watch DC. I still, I still like to watch the DC, you know? I, I know they need a little help. They are, like, right here, and, uh, 
you know, it's just a shame that, you know, Superman destroyed Martha and that whole, <laughs> that whole pathetic movie, Batman versus Superman. But can I, can I tell you a confession? Back when the first Avengers came out, who remembers that? Yes? That's like, what, 2012? Six years ago. Mm, how old were you six years ago? You were 12? Eight? Eight. Oh, my gosh. I feel so old now. How old were you? Eight. Holy cow. Did you guys watch that when you were that young? Yes? Yeah? So my confession is this. When the first Avengers came out, I went to the movie theater, not one, not two. What did I say? Oh, I I mixed Darth Vader into theater. Theater, thank you. I went to the movies 22 times. 22 times to watch the same movie, to watch the same movie, yes. No, no, this is what I would do. And let me, let, me, let me spit some knowledge for you guys, okay? All right? I went and talked to friends of mine who haven't seen it. And I tried to target people that had more money than me. So come here, uh, come here Cam. Come up here, bro. So this is kind of how a conversation went down. Bro, you got some money. No, I didn't, I didn't leave with that. Bro, but pretend he's one of my rich friends. I was like... Oh my goodness, he is rich. I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit. This is how we go. I would come up to my friend and I would say, hey bro, did you see the Avengers yet? And I knew he didn't because he wasn't like a Marvel nerd like I was. And he says, no, I haven't seen the Avengers. I'm like, bro, we should go, man. I was like, let's go check it out. And then we go to the movies, we go to pay, and I said, Oh, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> so, hey, bro, will you spot me? No, you won't. You're my rich friend. Okay, he will. Uh, that's my man. Y'all give it up for Cam. Y'all, you can have a seat, Cam. That's how you sucker somebody out of some money. And then you say, I'll pay you back. And then you're like, oh, I forgot to bring the money. That's probably not a good tip. Can we erase that off the podcast? Thank you. Okay. All right, guys, so enough about Avengers. I'm going to move back into the Strange series here. And uh, I noticed that when I've been coming here, it seems like Kellen and Christy, they preach in the dark sometimes, right? Right? It's right, right, a little bit? So I I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reverse the roles. I'm going to turn on the house lights, and then that would be kind of strange. So that's why I wanted the house lights on tonight, in case you were wondering. But... Has anyone in here ever heard the story of Hosea and Gomer? Yeah, yeah. Hosea and Gomer. Anybody? Anybody in the house? Raise your hand if you ever even heard. Yeah? No one's heard of them, huh? Can my Bible, you have my Bible. Hey, y'all see, this is my beautiful wife right here, Jessica. Y'all say, hey, Jessica. She's so pretty. I got lucky. So I was, I was actually leading worship when I first laid my eyes on Miss Jessica here. And I was like singing, yes, Lord. And then I looked over and I said, oh, yes, Lord. I was like, man, she's fine. Woo. I just, I had to, when I got off the stage, I had to holler back. Normally, 
I sing in the key of C, but that night I was singing in the key of D. You know what I'm saying? I was going up another level. But uh, that's, that's besides the point. Baby, you fine. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we're married. All right. Let's, let's see if I can do this. Do we have a, we have a stand anywhere? That might help. <laughs> that's probably why he uses up there, yeah. Yeah, PK uses an iPad. I, I wanted an iPad, but I'm just not really that cool. So I went old school tonight, and I just brought the Bible, you know. And uh, Matthew, y'all give it up for Matthew. That's my boy right there. <clears throat> Thank you, Matthew. All right, man. So we're going to pick up. Do you guys have your Bibles, or do y'all have it, like, on your phone, you know, like all cool-like and everything? Whoa. What did I do? We'll, we'll leave it right there. We do this one. All right. Nope, nope, nope. We're just gonna we're just gonna go with it. All right. So if you do have your Bibles, I don't know if you're able to pull it up on the screen or not. We're gonna pick up in Hosea, chapter one, and we're gonna start on verse two. Okay. It says, and listen, who reads the like? Who actually reads the Bible? Like read, read. Raise your hand like you're proud. I want to see. Do I got some reader believers in here? Okay. Listen, I have a tip. If you guys do not read the Bible, you need to read the Bible because there is some interesting stuff in the Bible. And one of those interesting stories we're about to unfold right here. So here it is. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman. We'll move on. A promiscuous woman. And he said, and have children with her. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Let me explain something real quick. God tells a faithful servant, Hosea was considered a prophet in the Bible. He goes to a prophet named Hosea and he says, hey, Hosea, I want you to go marry what we would call a prostitute. Now, that's kind of strange right? That God would order a prophet or just anyone, even if it was one of you guys or me, hey, go marry a prostitute. That's kind of weird, right? Like somebody say, oh yeah, let me know you're with me. It's, it's weird. Yes, it is. It's weird. He says, go to her, marry her and have children with her, man. Now, Hosea was known by people, right? So if we were to unfold this, let's say Kellen, okay? Because he's going he's gonna to hear about this on the podcast. It's going to be great. Kellen is Hosea. And God says, Kellen, I need you to go marry a girl named Christy. <laughs> Christy's going to get me later. I already know. And Christy, Christy is known as an easy A, okay? Let's just go there. All right? And you guys, you guys know Kellen because he's your preacher, right? So would you feel a little weird if Kellen went and married a girl that kind of had the easy A category? Right? (laughs) Yes? Yes or no? It's strange, right? This is essentially what is happening right here in the book of Hosea. And then he goes on... This is what God persists to say. He says, marry her and have children with her for like an adulterous wife 
this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. That's tough, man. And then he goes on. Uh, so Hosea, he married Gomer. Hold on. Can we talk about this name for a second? Listen, if, if, if you have a cousin or, or someone you know named Gomer, have them legally change their name, okay? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Listen, no, I don't want you to be offended. <laughs> but really, Gomer, and then on top of that, she's promiscuous. Not a lot of good things going for her, right? So <laughs> he marries Gomer, and they conceive and bore a child. So then the Lord says to Hosea, call him, and please forgive me, I'm going to butcher these names, they're, they're out of my league. But he says, call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. Okay, you guys lost yet? Yes. Let me explain something real quick. At this time, at this time, Israel, okay? Everybody know Israel? What's up, Josh? Man, my man, what's up, dude? Y'all say what's up, Josh, because I love Josh. But uh, hopping back into, so Israel at the time, it's, they got into what I call a comfortable place, right? When you're comfortable, you feel free to just kind of do you, right? All is good. You don't need, like, a savior. You don't need to, like, you know, I guess in this sense, you really don't need God the way Israel was kind of running their camp. So Israel, now how many remember Moses? Right? We remember Moses, right? Moses delivered Israel, with God's help, of course, out of the land of where? Land of Egypt. Thank you, Matthew. So, Israel is considered God's chosen people. He leads them out of Israel, right? And then he leads them to what the Bible refers to as a land of milk and honey. Do you guys like some milk and honey? Yes, some milk and honey. That sounds really good. Maybe not separately, but in things, you know? The book? What do you, what? It's a book? Oh, milk and honey. I'm not familiar with the book, but it sounds delicious. So, milk and honey. It's not, oh, nope, never mind. I'll take it back. Bring, bring it back in. So, so now Israel, Israel is in a state of comfort. They're in a state of peace. Everything is going right for Israel. And what is happening is Israel is turning away from God and the book of Hosea even goes on to say that they started creating fake gods and they were using silver to build these fake images and they were worshiping them. Um, much kind of like this, um, much kind of like this here stand. It's just material, people. So glad you weren't like a foot closer because that would have been bad for you. <laughs> they were building material like this right? Maybe not exactly the same shape, but they were worshiping them. And the book of Hosea talks about that. And they just got into a place where they kind of forgot about God. Are you guys with me? Make sense? Okay. So God is kind of, he's kind of upset. He's a little angry. He's like, listen, 
I'm God, I created you, you're my people, and now you're kind of turning away from me. And God's like, what's going on? So as an example, God tells Hosea, this is where it comes into play, God tells Hosea to marry this girl, and let me go back to the let me go back to the uh, chapter so I can read exactly what it says. He said, "Because like the promiscuous woman, right? Like her, she is like the adulterous wife, um, just like Israel is, right? And she is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord." And he's referring to Gomer as the city of Israel. You, you guys making the connection with me so far? And then the Bible goes on, and, and it just talks about, listen, I'm not going to go through it all because the book of Hosea is a, is, is a lot to unpack. But it goes on and talks about all the, the warnings that God gives to Israel and yada, yada. But what I want to focus on is Gomer and Hosea. Now, I want to kind of, I kind of want to, Start with the perspective of Gomer. Have you guys ever been in a place where somebody has offered help to you, but you were like, dude, leave me alone. I just want to be alone, and I want to punch you in the face because I hate people talking to me. <laughs> Is anyone introverted like that, like me? <laughs> I, I'll tell you one story real quick. Jess and I, we went back home. When, when we got married... And we had a, it was, what is that thing called when you get married and and people show up? No, no, a wedding shower. There you go, shower. So we go to the shower, and I see all these people from when I grew up with. And for whatever reason, that scares the boo-boo out of me. And so I kind of backed up into a corner, and Jessica's out there, and she's just talking to people. And they're like, where's Trace at? And I'm just like, nope, (laughs) because I really don't like talking to people. I know that sounds kind of crazy because I'm talking to you right now, but have you ever heard of an introverted extrovert? That's me. I, I know when to turn it on, and I know when I'm not ready to turn it on. And when I'm around family or people that want to come up to me and just have this big, full-blown conversation, I'm just not ready for it. Does that make sense? So I want to take it from the perspective of Gomer here. She is known in this city as an easy A, right, just to put it plain and simple. And when she marries, when she marries Hosea, it wasn't long before she was unfaithful to Hosea. In fact, if you pick up in chapter three, this is what the Bible says. The Lord said to Hosea, go and show love to your wife again, Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. Though they turn in, though they turn to other gods and love, this is kind of a weird term, but it says though they turn to gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Make sure you notate that sacred raisin cakes. Sounds pretty awesome, right? And uh, <laughs> so, and this is this is what Hosea said. Hosea said, so I bought her for 15 shekels. I don't know exactly what that translates into cash, but uh, he bought her back with 15 shekels of silver. There we go, of silver. And about a homer, and I can't read the rest of this passage because it's really difficult words. 
But basically, this is what I'm trying to say. She was unfaithful to Hosea. She goes out and she does exactly what society labeled her as. She was already labeled as a promiscuous woman. And so therefore, living in that role, she then was unfaithful and she went and she played out that role again. And so she was unfaithful to Hosea. But what does Hosea do? Hosea comes out and he buys her back 15 shekels of silver. Is that kind of a little weird to you? Let's break it down real quick on Hosea's side. Hosea is a man of God, right? And God orders him to go after he's already gone through the humiliation of marrying her. Then God says, go back and buy her back and then show love to her again. And it's not like love what we think of today. It was just a simple to care for her and be with her. And so Hosea, even though he's already humiliated enough, he goes back and he purchases her. He purchases his wife back from this man that she ran and sought love with. Strange, right? And then let's go back to the Gomer perspective. As Gomer, what do you think, how would you feel when you see Hosea coming and he's like, I want to buy you back? That's where my introvert part would probably kick in. And I would be like, no, like, just leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. I, I, I get it. You know, God is ordering you to do this, whatever. Just leave me alone. That's how I would see it. Maybe that's how you would see it. Maybe that's not how you would see it. But I do know this. At that moment, Gomer was probably just flushed with shame, with misery, because here she is, a promiscuous woman, and the whole town basically hates her. And Hosea comes back to offer a helping hand. And what is that like for her? Right? She's filled with shame. And she knows that she messes up. And then Hosea still comes after her. Let me put it this way. How many times is shame like what she was feeling? How many times do we feel that same shame? How often... How often do you go through life and the devil loves to play mind games, right? How many times does he tell you, hey, you're just not good enough? Or, hey, you're not loved enough? How many times do you seek attention from others that just, they simply don't want to give it to you? They're, they're self-centered. But you still seek after that attention and they continue to reject you. What does that make you feel like? Has anybody been there or is that just me? Yes? I can only imagine that shame is something that blocks us from stepping out into the unknown. See, we love to be comfortable. We love to be in our own places. And for Gomer, that's where she was. Gomer ran back to her place of comfort because the people labeled her as an easy A. So that's what she continued to do. 
So my question is, this is, this is where I'm bringing this to. My question for you is, I'm not saying that you have to have a thing like Gomer, but is there something in your life where you just feel comfortable in, but it's not a role that you know that you should play? Does that make sense? Let me tell you this. For, for a very long time, now, as you can see, I'm a very healthy man. And I love food, okay? I even got some believers in the bag. Amen. <laughs> but listen, listen. In high school, in high school, weight was an issue for me. And I was kind of just used to being a bigger guy. And there were jokes made. There was other people in high school that tend to use my weight as the punchline of their jokes, right? Back then, I was consumed in it because I was seeking the attention of people that I never should have been seeking the attention from in the first place. Does that make sense? And so often I see this all the time. Often I see people going through high school. I even see people my own age still seeking attention like that. And they're just not ever going to get it. And then what happens is they get rejected and they stick to their role. And for me, that was just kind of staying on the outside, trying to avoid people and just eating my life away. (laughs) Right? And, but that's not always the case for everyone. Can I tell you another story? There was a girl at my high school that I tried to get her to come to church as often as I could. But much like Gomer, her scenario, she was an easy A. That's what we considered as at, at the high school. When I finally got her to come to church, there was an event that happened at the church. And basically what happened was this overly saved righteous person made some comments to her. And unfortunately, the first time she stepped a foot into the church... That other foot never left the outside world. And what happened is that event happened, and she took her foot right back out, and she never came back to church again. And as I grew up and I watched her, life just, it it, it got harder, and it got harder, and it got harder. She, um, she's a single mom, and she's working every hour of the day just to survive And she has three little kids that she's responsible for, too. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that church necessarily would have changed that direction. But what I am saying is it could have gave her a chance, too. Because what happened was she was rejected by one of my friends from church. And she went right back to the role that she's always known which was the easy A row. And then she continued that path. Because why? She was probably comfortable in that row. And just because you're comfortable in a row doesn't mean that that's the role you need to be in. Sometimes you need to wake up 
And sometimes you need to know when it's time to make a change. And let me tell you, I believe Christy talked about it last week. Sometimes we just hit the autopilot button because we find this comfort zone, right? We find a comfort zone and we hit autopilot and we just go through life. We just go through the motions and we just block everything else out. And most importantly, we block out the one thing that matters, and that's God. And I wrote this down, and and I kind of thought, man, you know, that's something that just God gave to me. And, and this is what I wrote down. I wrote down, don't let shame stop you from saving. And what I mean by that is, if God wants something more for you, what the devil will try to do is he'll try to remind you of all the bad things there are about you. Because the second that you try to make a change, this is what happens, okay? When Gomer tried to make a change, this is exactly, this is just what the devil would do. He would remind her, you don't deserve this love. You're not worthy enough to be married to someone such as Hosea. You're still the talk of the town. You're still pathetic. You're no better than the dirt that you walk on. And this is exactly how the devil likes to work. And it's exactly what he likes to do to keep you in autopilot. Y'all see where I'm going with this? But can I tell you where the silver lining is? This is the silver lining, is that when we were in autopilot and when we were running from change, (laughs) Jesus still came regardless, and he purchased us back through a price that can never be repaid. (laughs) I'm sure you guys heard of that story, right? The story where Jesus comes dies on a cross, goes into a grave, right? We've all heard that, right? Much like Hosea purchased Gomer back, Jesus did the exact same thing for you. And this is just a beautiful picture of what God's love's like. It never stops pursuing. And so my message tonight and what I'm trying to say to you is don't let shame stop you from saving And what I mean by that is the shame you feel, don't let it stop you from what God wants to do for you. And some of us, let's be honest, we need saving. Sometimes we need saving from ourselves. Sometimes we need saving from just the environment that we're in. Maybe you guys guys understand that. Sometimes we put ourselves in places and environments that are just not healthy for us. You know, A lot of times you'll hear people talking about, you know, stay away from, let's use a bar. Now, are you going to go to hell if you go to a bar and have a drink? I don't know. But I do know this. The influences that come out of a bar is not a healthy environment, especially for someone of your age. (laughs) And then especially of just anyone. 
because what happens is things get things kind of get distorted a little bit, right? And what we see, we may see just a harmless building where we're going to go have some fun. But what the devil sees it as is an opportunity to get you back on autopilot, and it's an opportunity to get you further away from God. So sometimes we'll try to debate whether or not something is or is not a sin, you know. I hear those debates all the time. Well, hey, dude, you're not going to go to hell for it, right? But the issue isn't no longer is it a sin or not. The issue is is what kind of influence does it have on your life? Because can I tell you something? Each and every one of you, when you were designed by God, when you were created by God, he had a purpose for each and every single one of you. And sometimes life is about figuring out what that purpose is. But can I tell you one thing? You're not going to find it if you go seeking out the worldly things. And what I mean by worldly things is just simply, you're not going to find it through some friends. You're not going to find it through people that you're just, you want the attention of them. Let, Let me tell you one thing. If somebody doesn't care about you, if somebody could care less about you, don't waste your time. Because... Listen, don't waste your time because they're not going to be for you. They're going to be in it for themselves. And then you're just going to be stuck left on autopilot because you're going to be getting rejected by people that you should have never been trying to seek out acceptance. Is this, does this make sense tonight? I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, guys. But... You know, I didn't know exactly what to talk to you guys about. But I just felt like, you know, high school, I get it. Those are some tough days. And can I tell you, as somebody who's married and has a house payment every month, and it doesn't get easier. In fact, if anything, it might get tougher. And I just hope that You know, when you look at this story of Gomer and Hosea, the first thing you need to take away is, wow, God really does love me, that he would pursue me, and that he would buy me back. Two, you need to understand that Gomer, she was probably on autopilot. You need to understand that, hey, let me take a step back and let me observe my life. Am I on autopilot? And, you know, some of you might be on autopilot tonight. And that's okay because it's such an easy place to get stuck on. And, um, but what I hope that this message will do for you, I hope that it might wake some of you up. Because we have plenty of people that are stuck in autopilot. But we have very few people that are taking the wheel and just making a change. Does that make sense? We need more people that can step up and say, hey, you know, I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. I'm not going to seek attention. I'm a leader, and I, I want to help you. Because it's, it's, that's the only way things are going to work is through your life. You know, I'm here speaking to you tonight. That's great. But you know what? What about your friends? The, the empty seats that are here tonight? 
I can't reach people that aren't here, right? It's going to be you. And so God, he needs to use each and every one of you because whether you believe it or not, you know, there is a God, there's a heaven, there's a hell. And, you know, people need to know about the good news. People need to know about the redeeming love. Does that make sense? Let's just pray. God, we love you, and we thank you, Lord. I ask and pray, Lord, that this message would hit home for a few people, God. And I just ask and pray, Lord, Father God, that as they go back to their schools, as they go back to their daily lives, Lord, I ask and pray, Jesus, that you just wake them up. I pray, Lord, Father God, that they would become leaders. And I just ask and pray, Lord, Father God, that you would just use them to impact their schools, their community. And um, most of all, Lord, Father God, just to make a change and, and, and to get off autopilot, Lord. And I thank you, and I love you. And everyone says, amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. For more from Relentless, hit subscribe or check us out on Instagram or Facebook.